It turns out the Ducks actually led the league in a different category over the last two seasons. <laughs> oh, it's not good. I'll talk about that on this edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for well over a decade and currently the public address announcer for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. This podcast is free and available across all platforms. And thanks for being an everydayer on the audio side. You guys are awesome. And also just want to give a quick shout to all the listeners on the audio side because I I don't really pay attention to this kind of stuff. But thanks for the continued growth of this podcast. Um, last month, we had about a 50% increase month to month from February to March. And from March to April, it was up another 50%. So far this month, from April to May, it's been a 79% increase. You guys are sickos. You guys want to hear about a crappy team in Anaheim? You, you guys are sick. I love it. But, yeah, I, I don't know where y'all are coming from, but thanks for listening. Um, yeah, all right, so we're going to just get right into it. Last episode, I talked about all the times that the Ducks blew a lead late in games, and I only went through 12 games. That was the first two seasons of the Dallas Eakins era. Well, buckle up, because I thought there was less of these games. No, it, ter- it turns out that we have a lot more games to cover this time. And in doing a little bit further research, it turns out that over the last two seasons, the Ducks led in this category 20, 20 times in the past two seasons. Yeah, I, I thought I thought this was a joke, but it's not. 20 times the Ducks blew a lead or a tie with under five minutes left in regulation that led the league over the last two seasons. Now, part of this is because, well, they're playing from behind all the time anyway. Of course, they're going to, yeah. Even though they were behind most of the season, when they actually did have a lead, they somehow found new and spectacular ways to blow it. And it was especially evident the last two seasons. It got worse. So I'm going to talk about all 20 and highlight a few of these. So we're going to start with what I think is the most egregious one. And this took place October 15th, 2021. This game is part of the reason why I started talking about this and why I wanted to do this series. Felino. Felino. I could talk about this game all over again. Um, I did a podcast that night. And I I was just angry. I had to go back and listen to the first few minutes. And I could already tell I was pissed off talking about this game. The Ducks had this game. It was 1-1 at the Ponda. Hey, they were going to pick up a point. This is going to be great. Less than eight seconds left in regulation. Felino scores the game-winning goal for the Minnesota Wild. That That's the game. That is the game 
that still grinds my gears. Because the Ducks, they they just stopped. They stopped, like, I, I cannot believe still to this day that they stopped playing altogether in that one. And that's why they lost that game. Two to one was the final. And I know this was early in the season, but this was still a point in, like, that was a point in the season where there was hope for this Ducks team. Maybe it's false hope because of what I'm going to talk about over the next couple minutes. But maybe it was false hope because, remember, the start of the 21-22 season, the Ducks were in first place. That was two points lost. Think about this. In a season where the Ducks were actually in it for half the season, losing one point is bad enough. Having a chance at two points is big. I consider that a switch. To go from possibly having two points to zero. I should have seen that looking back as a sign of things to come. And I also should have seen that as a bit of a pattern. Because I thought, okay, 12 times blowing a lead the last two seasons. That's bad enough. Like, this team is stronger. This team is better back in 2021. Surely this is not going to happen again. And everyone was healthy. Keep that in mind. Almost everyone was healthy. Milano and Zegras, they were starting to click together. Like, Zegras in his first full season. Like, I had hope. And that game was kind of, I hate to say it, kind of the start of the end for the Ducks. That that one still gets to me. And then we go just 11 days later. October 26th, the Winnipeg Jets at home. And this this is the other one that grinded my gears. The Ducks had two points in the palm of their hand. Like, they had the win. They had the win. They were up 3-2 to two going into the last TV timeout. They were up 3-2 to two with... Two minutes left. Winnipeg decides, okay, we're going to start to play aggressive. And it was Nikolai Ehlers. With a minute 20 left, Nikolai Ehlers scored the game-tying goal. And then the Ducks just froze. Losing a face-off, not getting control. They just, like... I, I don't want to say they stopped playing, but they did not, like, that was a craptacular shift. In 19 seconds, Nikolai Ehlers scored two goals, one to tie the game, one to win the game for the Winnipeg Jets. And they swiped those two points away from the Anaheim Ducks. Those are two games. Looking back... If the Ducks go back and win those two games, they would have been, I think, second place in the Pacific going into the All-Star break. That's how much things shifted that season. Yeah, it, it was it was bad times all around just for just for those two games. And now that I see we're up against it, not between the time, I think I'm going to have to pull a little audible here and make us a three-parter because... There's so much to talk about with all these blown leads. 
but just from those two games alone, those two alone are just the epitome of a Dallas Eakins-led team. And you could put this on the players all you want, but there has to be some leadership there, and there has to be some accountability, especially towards the end of games. Like, you've got to have some kind of strategy going into the ends of games. And for the Ducks to just blow those games and lose four points early in the season, (laughs) those four points could have gone a long way. And it possibly could have changed the fortunes of the Ducks later on in the season. All right. We're up against it, believe it or not, already. So we're going to head into the first intermission. And this will... Actually, you know what? No. I'm going to make this a one a one-taker because I'm already pissed off as it is. And I don't want to lose this pissed off feeling. No, actually, no. I see the games up ahead. First intermission. I'm going to come back and talk about the better side of this and how things did turn around. So we'll get to that on the other side. But first, let's talk about bird dogs. And are you tired of sacrificing comfort for style when it comes to your activewear? Introducing bird dogs, the game changer in athletic shorts. So picture this, premium shorts designed for maximum performance combined with unparalleled comfort. Bird dogs are here to revolutionize your workout routine with their unique built-in liner, which are awesome. These shorts offer ultimate support and flexibility, ensuring you stay comfortable during even the most intense workouts. And they're versatile enough to take you from the gym to the street without skipping a beat. Designed with pockets. These pockets actually work. Isn't that great? Little zip-up pockets too, where you could put all your stuff. Perfect for the trails, the gym, or just lounging around. Bird Dogs are the shorts you've been searching for. So order your pair today at birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL and enter promo code LockedOnNHL to get a free customs Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Bird Dogs, where style meets comfort and performance meets perfection. Get yours now and unleash your true potential with bird dogs welcome back to locked on anaheim ducks part of the locked on podcast network so i did need to take a pause here to get some water because my voice is slightly going but not too bad because i still gotta do firebirds games yeah but also because i wanted to stop and look at these next three games as kind of its own grouping because this is the good of that season Yeah, there was good that season. The next three games are all games where the Ducks blew leads late and then came back to win. Yeah. November 9th, 2021. This was kind of of the start of that streak. At Vancouver, Elias Pettersson, this this is the one that kind of sucks because... They allowed Vancouver a point. Pedersen scored a shorty to send the game to overtime. Normally, if the Ducks had lost that game, I would have said those are the kind of games that you cannot lose. Luckily, Troy Terry was there to the rescue. Game-winning goal in overtime. So the Ducks did win that one against Vancouver. 
but allowing a shorty with 54 and a half seconds left. Yeah. Not good. Not not good, folks. But they got the win, so it kind of masked the poor play that was going on. And then a week later, I was actually on a plane when this game was taking place. I was on a plane. I was on my way to Chicago. And I'm watching the game or trying to watch on the plane, but I can't because of, you know, internet. So I listened to this game online while I'm on the plane and sitting there going, what the F just happened? Tom Wilson scored a late goal. Washington ties it up with two and a half minutes left. We go to overtime. And then hearing Steve Carroll and Dan Wood go over that game-winning goal by Trevor Zegras. This was the coming-out party for Trevor Zegras. He got the game-winning goal in overtime, flipped his stick into the crowd, and most importantly, that was their eighth straight win. So despite the fact that the Ducks just blew two leads in a matter of a week, two late leads, might I add, they still somehow found a way to win the game. And two weeks later, exactly two weeks later, at Staples Center, this happened again. Dustin Brown had a late goal. Kings tied it up. That went to a shootout. And Z and Shaddy got shootout goals in that one. So that's three consecutive times, three times in the month of November, where the Ducks were blowing leads but had the tenacity to come back and win it in either overtime or a shootout. So here's where it was good and bad at that point of the season. At that point, the Ducks were on a roll. Like I said, they had won eight games in a row. And at the time that they beat the Kings, the Ducks were in first place. There were some believers, and I was starting to believe it too, like, Maybe this is the inflection point. Maybe this is the part of the parabola where it begins to go up. And as it turns out, it was false hope. But looking back, they still shouldn't have blown those leads to begin with. Because that was just, you know, a sign of things to come as it turns out. But you still cannot blow leads to your divisional opponents. Because while you're getting two points, you're allowing one point to your nearest competitors. And they could catch you in the settings as well. That's something to keep in mind. At the time, the Kings, and eventually they did pass the Ducks. But at the time, you're thinking, oh, they could catch up. Like that one point could come back to haunt Anaheim later in the season. Which it did. That one point of Vancouver could have caught up to bite him. And it did. So those are the kind of things that I look at. Is who are you giving up these leads to? Divisional opponents. In the grand scheme of things, while you are still getting the two points, you shouldn't allow the one to begin with for your opponents. Nor should you allow yourself the chance to get zero points out of a game. By the way, this is only November 30th. I haven't even gotten to the rest of the games that season. And again, I'm up against it. So we're going to pause for a second while 
we take a brief intermission. So, you know, stay locked in, folks. But first, let's talk about eBay Motors. For a championship team, and not like the Ducks. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. <laughs> That's funny. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. Kind of like a good team, right? So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, you can't break down towards the very end of your trip. <laughs> Unlike the ducks this whole episode, you cannot just break down right before you get to your destination. <sighs> it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Let's talk about mm, the not-so-good fits on defense after, you know, the trade deadline. You know, this happened at a bad point. Well, actually, let's start with the game against Washington first. Um... At Washington, December 6th, <sighs> John Carlson. Oftentimes, when I've talked about these kind of games, it's one player that pulls off all this crap. You know, earlier, Nick Felino, then Nikolai Ehlers. This case, it's Carlson. Yeah, the Ducks were about to win 3-2, to at Washington. They were this close to winning. And then Carlson scored a goal with under 23 seconds left. And then he got the shootout winner in round five. So thanks to Carlson, he single-handedly got the Capitals those two points, and he single-handedly prevented the Ducks from getting two points at an important part of the season. This is now December, folks. The Ducks are still in first place at the time. They're still looking okay. But you still shouldn't not get those two points. That one that one hurts. As the season kind of wore on, got to the new year, the Ducks were starting to lose a few games. They lost their stranglehold on first place. By New Year's, they were down to third place in the Pacific Division. Or hovering between second and third. Then the first game of the new year. Oh, at Colorado. Oh. The Ducks should have gotten at least a point in this game. They should have. They played hard in this game at Ball Arena. And then Logan O'Connor got a goal. Then Rantanen got an empty net goal. With a minute and 11 and 32 seconds left. Instead of being a 2-2 tie going into overtime, getting at least a point, they get none. Again, you see a theme here. So far this season, there are seven points that they gave up that could have been prevented. Seven points would have made the difference at the time. January 2nd, those seven points would have given the Ducks 
first place at the time in the division. Those are the things that take a team from first place to third place. And, you know, after that, I, I will say, after that game, the Ducks did kind of pull together a little bit. They won a few games. They had that road trip. Remember that road trip the Ducks had where they got points in almost every game. They even took a point from Toronto. And that very last game of the road trip, they only got one point in a game they should have gotten. And the team just looked pissed off. And I think that that was the point where I thought they might be in trouble. And then right off the All-Star break, remember, the Ducks had a long break because there were games that had to be made up due to COVID. There was the Olympic break. While most teams in that four-week span were playing about five or six games, the Ducks only had two games in that span. So they were off for about two and a half weeks. They had the Seattle Kraken's number. They had they had it. They were leading this game. They allowed one kind of earlier in the period. And then Jordan Eberle scored a goal with 142 left in the game. That gave the Kraken a 4-3 victory. And once again, instead of getting at least one point, they wound up with zero. That game, folks, was the start of a horrific run for the Anaheim Ducks. Ever since that game on February 11th, the Ducks have had the worst points percentage across all 32 teams in the National Hockey League. From February 11th to now. Sorry, February 11th, 2022 to now. The Ducks have had the worst record in the league. That was the point. That that game kind of felt like the breaking point because they should have had it. And then the Ducks just rattled off loss after loss after loss after loss. They lost like eight in a row. They lost something like 11 in a row. And Dallas Eakins still didn't get fired. <laughs> oh, I've still got about a dozen games to cover here. I'm not going to get through them all this episode. So I'm just going to talk about the last two from this 2021-22 season alone. The game at, at Chicago against the Chicago Blackhawks, March 23rd. Ducks, again, they were tied 2-2 and allowed two late goals. Dylan Strom, go-ahead goal with about three minutes left. Alex Debrinkit, empty net goal with a minute left. Tied 2-2. They blew that tie. Chicago won 4-2. And then the coup de grace. The one that got me ticked. Really ticked off. The game at Tampa. This was an important game. Not for the standings. At this point, I I didn't care because the Ducks were eliminated. I kind of wanted them to lose at this point to get a better draft pick. But I wanted the Ducks to win this game. This was Ryan Getzloff's swan song. This was the last time that Ryan Getzloff and Corey Perry would be facing off. Yeah, now that I'm talking, now that I bring it up, you guys remember that game? Remember all the pomp and circumstance before the game? How Perez and Getze took pictures pregame. They were laughing, they were smiling, they were joking. They took the opening face off against each other. That was a really feel good moment. I loved all that. That 
I mean, that was really cool to watch. And the the Ducks had a lead. They were going to win this game. It, it would have been the feel-good moment for the end of the season. And I would have said, yes, win this one for Getsy against his old buddy. And then Nikita Kucherov, with about 12 seconds left, scored a late goal to tie the game for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And then Chiarelli got the overtime goal to win it. Just a minute 58 into overtime. So in about two minutes, Tampa tied it up and then won it in overtime. The Ducks got a point out of it. I think that game was more important for Tampa because they were trying to get, you know, a good footing for their playoff positioning, which did what it wound up helping them because Tampa made the cup final that season. But oh, to not have that, to have that feel-good story spoiled at the end, the way it, the way it got spoiled. Oh, oh, that 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 could have been the best story. It could have been, you know, the stuff of script. You know, Getzy final game against Paris gets the victory. Like that 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 was the cherry on top. As disappointing as the previous games I talked about were, that that one was just as bad, if not worse, because of the magnitude of Ryan Gislaw's career. Like, I didn't want to see Getty go out like that. I didn't. Not at all. Not against Perry, at least. Now, to be fair, Gislaw did have a nice send-off at home. He got, you know, 1,000 points that season. He had that great apple, his final game. <laughs> At the Ponda. Um, Yeah. Yeah, just one of those things. Would you believe I still have a lot more games to talk about? Like, I'm I'm looking at the list in front of me. And there are still some stinkers here. That I have not talked about. So, we're going to get to that for a part three. Yeah, we're going to have a part three of this. Hey, look at that. In the meantime... Thank you so much for watching. Thanks for listening. This podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, at free on Amazon, and also on YouTube, and we're also on SiriusXM. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And, you know, this is going to come out before the game. So, you know what? If you guys are going to come out to Coachella Valley... I'd appreciate it. You know, for those of you Firebirds fans, I know there's some of there are some Firebirds fans that want to hear me rant about the Ducks. You guys are awesome too. And once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, you see it there. Go Firebirds. <laughs> Four locked. What? I can't root for the Ducks. They're not in it right now. What else am I going to cheer for right now? <sighs> Oh, I guess I should probably mention this now that, you know, I kind of brought it up. There's a group of fans that come to the Firebirds games. They're wearing Ducks jerseys. And there's a pair that are wearing Cincinnati Mighty Ducks jerseys. Those are the real ones right there. The ones that are wearing the Cincinnati Ducks jerseys. Woo-hoo-hoo. Those are sick jerseys. And they have a home and away. Love it. Mwah. Chef's kiss. That's really it. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the afternoon. Please remember to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks fly together.